Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. I've got my buddy Brandon Alvarado back with me. You know him from the Jenny McCarthy show where he interned for quite a long time and he is a true fan of all things reality TV, especially the Housewives. So he agreed to talk about these crazy ass reunions here with me today. Hey Brandon. Hi, thank you for having me on. This is, I mean, it's an honor to talk about the reunions with you and to talk about the monster that is Camille Donatachi Grammer Meyer. Oh my God, should we just start there? I mean, this is basically (laughs) the only thing worth talking about at the Beverly Hills reunion, which makes me agree with you. She is a monster. However, I'm appreciating her for being so monstrous because otherwise, what the hell would we even be looking at on a three-part reunion with these women? You know, I love... I love the whole thing. I'm so thankful Camille's there. Camille knew she had to bring it. Camille's a very interesting. Um, Camille's a very interesting character on the show. She said such a weird arc. And Camille, I, do we just circle? I mean, Camille is. This is so weird to say. She's dumb, right? Like Camille's not. Well, yeah, she's not smart. I agree. Yeah, I co-sign on that. She is not smart. Camille's not that bright, and I, <laughs> and I, I feel bad saying that because I don't like to call i really don't like to call the housewives dumb unless they like really warrant that type unless they really warrant that you know right but normally but i wouldn't say that because there are so many smart women on the show camille is not one of them so it's very interesting to watch her lose her mind because her arguments rarely make any sense but she is still so fascinating to like she really is it was fun to watch her lose her mind it really was and i and it's fun to watch her like bring out some of the stuff that the other women don't want to talk about I see that's why I enjoy her presence as unhinged as she is. I'm enjoying the fact that she's like calling Kyle out for laughing along with the dental hygiene comment, which was gross and disgusting of Camille to do (laughs) and completely below the belt. And I am horrified that any of the women would do that, you know, on or off camera. Because they should all be lifting each other up, at least in the looks department. I mean, my God, that is so low as a woman, as as anyone to do to one another. And especially because they all, uh, I guess, they get off on that so much. You know what I mean? Like presenting an image of themselves. And I'm just like, you guys are disgusting. But Kyle like flipped out when Camille called her out. I'm like, you left along with it. You said she's always had bad breath. And that's why Ken went nuts on social oh. media. And Kyle tweeted 29 tweets in a rant this week coming back at him for that did you read all those i read all of them and i so pictured kyle in her hotel room in the middle of new york city (laughs) freaking out alone like just fuming and typing out tweets that she's having her like daughters read before she posts and then she's and then she's like i'm speaking my truth I know. It was crazy. I mean, she was like, this is not Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. This is not Sex in the City. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. We know that. You know, like, she's acting like... And by the way... No, go ahead. I was going to say, wouldn't Kyle love for the show to be the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Exactly. When she's saying it's not those things, I'm like, but that's what you've been trying to make it into because it doesn't feel like the real housewives anymore compared to some other cities, especially, let's just say it, New York, which is the MVP franchise, which is always bringing it, which keeps it real. Those women are nuts, and I don't want any of them to change. Beverly Hills, top tier, top tier, gold standard. But Beverly Hills, it's like they all want to act like everything's fine. They're just talking about the woman who's not there, Lisa Vanderpump. You know, they can focus all of their attention on like, we're all friends now. Everything's great. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, you're all so fake. And the idea that, okay, they don't want to talk about the details of lawsuits. Fine. Nobody has to do that. 
why can't you just talk about what's going on in your life? Like we're going through a hard time. Oh, Maurice is go- Maurice is going through this with his business. If I have to look at one more agency fucking party, then I want to hear about the lawsuit that goes along with it. If we don't need to hear about the details, but can't we hear like broad strokes, you know, what's actually happening? Other franchises, they're getting arrested. They're getting thrown in jail. They're calling each other out. I mean, Ramona's comments about Dennis being a drug addict, like they're... They're keeping it like too real sometimes. However, I appreciate that they're making those mistakes on camera. Beverly Hills doesn't do that. I will say the one tough thing about watching Beverly Hills versus New York and really a lot of the other franchises is that with with Beverly Hills, it very much is a um, it's a weird experience where one person is saying what we are all thinking in some ways. And this is Camille, because when Camille, the problem with Camille is that when she gets it wrong, she's very wrong, very, very, very wrong. But when she gets it right. She's pretty spot on. Like talking about like Dorit like and her financial stuff, that's spot on. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm glad she's talking about that. But the problem with that is because she's the only one doing it, she's now the villain and she's the asshole. When on New York, we get to hear all of them say what we are pretty much all thinking. Like Bethany screaming at Luann was a release because as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, she's an asshole. Like I get it. But also they're all willing to do it. They're all calling her an asshole. So it's it's it is an experience where like I feel so gratified watching New York and on Beverly Hills. I feel frustrated because the opinion I have is the, or like what we want to hear is what we are not allowed to discuss. Exactly. It feels like we are sitting in church pews having to stay silent about like a major hypocrisy happening among the congregation. Right. I mean, not to make this about like church. I don't know where I just went with that, but do you know what I mean? It's like, we have to stay really formal in Beverly Hills and no one will address the real shit. And, Camille doing it is not working out for her. No, because she is not the right person to do it. It should be someone in their inner circle calling to read out. It should be someone in the inner circle saying to Kyle, what's going on with the agency? Like, is Mauricio okay? How are you coping with that? It shouldn't be this outside. Camille feels like an outsider, right? And she also feels like LVP's mouthpiece at this reunion, which, which is, is not a good because, look for her. And you could t- and it's not a good look for her. It's one that she clearly is being to resent one because the women are attacking her for it mm-hmm. and camille will go on this whole thing where she's like you all and she doesn't look at that intonation you all hate lisa vanderpump as she like moves her body and like flails around on the couch and but then but then later she also doesn't get that she doesn't really get that gratification either from vanderpump because vanderpump is pissed at her but talking about the teeth and which i get vanderpump is ever, i get why vanderpump's pissed that they're talking about her like mouth and her looks on on television how this person like camille who should be her friend i guess in this case because camille does like a henchwoman she does so she so in this case if it's camille she's not loved the fact that camille's talking shit about her to the other women especially about something as base as her looks Right, exactly. Do you, I mean, what's your whole opinion on this entire season? Taking it away from the reunion for a moment, because you and I haven't even really talked about this season of Beverly Hills much at all. Maybe we've sent like a text. Are you like, I don't know. I just open it up. I could ask a million questions. I mean, Puppygate, Dorit, LVP leaving the show, her drawing a line in the sand, Kyle calling her out for lying, all the women ganging up or not ganging up, just calling her out for bad behavior over the years. What, What are your thoughts? Okay, I'm going to toss some opinions at you. If you don't mind, I'm going to just throw them out. Throw and them out. Discuss all of it. Good. <laughs> I, so starting with Puppygate, my overall opinion about Puppygate for now is that it was a storyline that was really interesting in the beginning. I really was – and I was thrilled by the fact that there was drama in Beverly Hills. I do think that for as manipulative as LVP is, I actually don't really think that she did as much as they say she is in this particular situation. I think that they think – I think the cast thought they got her. 
and said, here we go. And they didn't. What they got, what, what they're trying to, like, she, they're, they're basically trying to go after her for, for stuff that she clearly did a few years ago. Since the entire show. And I get it. Lisa Vanderpump seems to be a very manipulative cast member. She seems to know what she's doing in terms of how to produce, but also how to, like, screw over the women. So I think that she's guilty of a lot of those things. I actually don't really think she's guilty of doing puppy gate. And honestly, I don't think Teddy helped herself at all at this reunion explaining why, how Lisa Vanderpump was involved. I actually, like, I, I, Teddy, I think every time Teddy tries to explain it, I, I really think this, I think she makes herself look kind of worse, I which agree. I find it very fascinating that the women are then take, right? So the women are taking up, they're, they're sticking up for Teddy and, and then Dorit is well, and I'm sort of like, Dorit doesn't help herself every time she tells the story. And Teddy, Honestly, makes her, she made herself look worse at the reunion, which I was the one thing I was appreciative of Andy Cohen doing was badgering her, saying like, "Hey, like you trusted this like twenty three year old? Like, was Lisa Vanderpump even on the phone with you about, about this?" And she's like, "No," and you weren't accountable for this. Like, you actually lied about this, and you're saying that you've never told a lie in your entire life, which wasn't that the like worst monologue of all time. And Teddy oh goes, my God. "I have never told a lie, and you will never hear me tell one." That was ridiculous. It was like the worst monologue. I mean, as I've said before, so a, even a kindergartner could not make that claim. Everyone has told a lie in their life. Like, Teddy, shut up. I mean, she got really overly dramatic about things where she didn't need to. And I think that's why she made herself look so bad. She, And it was because, yeah, it was really because she had this here. relationship with Kyle, who I think they do have an authentic friendship. But their bond became like we need to be the truth tellers, and the truth ended up being too dramatic. They made it too dramatic. It wasn't it wasn't as deep as they thought it was. And Teddy can't even explain how Lisa Vanderpump was involved when Andy presses her at the reunion. She's like, "Well, yeah, I didn't talk to her, but you know, she was very involved." It's like, okay, well, I you know, I believe that. I believe that Lisa knows what her employees are doing. My God, she's not unaware. Of what was happening. Yeah. And I also think that Lisa Vanderpump deserved to be really pissed off about Dorit being so, acting so uh, heinously, I'll say it, with two different dogs. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't on the yes. up and up with it. She did give the dog away to a home. And of course, maybe she did it with the best of intentions, but it wasn't the proper procedure. And what it comes down to is no matter what the actual, you know, finer points of it are, that's Lisa Vanderpump's newest business, and she cannot have that business look bad. The optics of a dog of hers being adopted by Dorit and then being getting how by whatever means it was to a kill shelter or just to a shelter, period. Those optics are not good for her business. And so I understand her being really pissed off. I totally understand it. And I find it very funny that the the the, the whole reason why they never brought the dog back to Winter from Dogs, like when you boil it down, it was literally because of the five thousand dollar fee that they would have had Exactly. To pay. Right. That they then that Dorit and Pete claimed they didn't know because she goes, Oh, I didn't read the fine print with that fine tune call. It's like she was like, I didn't read it. And I'm like, Well, that's your fault that you didn't read it. Okay. And and just because your friends doesn't mean that she was gonna waive the five thousand dollar fee because it's not about your personal relationship. She has a business to run. There's a reason why there's a fee. And you know what? If you didn't want to feed, then don't even have to, then, and you don't want to have those, those risks, then don't adopt the dog. So with Dorit, I think, um, didn't want to pay the fee, which was, which was whatever. And if you want, know, if they, if they were not willing to, if they didn't want to deal with the repercussions of, of paying the fee or anything like that, then they just should never have adopted the dog. I don't know. I, I know it sounds silly to say, but like this whole thing really boils down to the fact they didn't want to pay the $5,000 fee and they just, didn't want to tell Vanderpump that something was wrong. And I just think that's ridiculous. And and the fact that they're like, 
we're not at fault because we didn't read the fine print is like is like obviously absurd i know it is because they already have done it with another dog so they knew exactly what the policy was right they knew exactly what they were doing so yes they knew exactly what they were doing so after the gate stuff i will say that for the rest of the season once vanderpump left i hate to say it the show got boring um and andy cohen was saying oh you know it's so fast and we have a lot going on and you know beverly hills always drama in beverly hills it was boring. I think the Provence trip because Denise and Camille didn't go, unfortunately, with the wild with the fires in Malibu. I I think the trip should have been scrapped. I and I and I know it's like a major. I mean, obviously that's money that they spent on the trip, so I maybe shouldn't even say that. But what we got was not interesting to me. No. Nope. Except for when Kyle and Teddy were wasted, that was fascinating. But the rest of it was kind of boring, and I kind of wish that they were able to kind of reschedule this trip, which they couldn't because obviously Camille's house burned down and Denise was evacuated. So it was just like crazy circumstances. So it's not, it's not production's fault, but I will say that it led to a boring season. And I don't know why we have more episodes of Beverly Hills than New York city. I just don't think that makes any sense. No, it's a, it's a glitch in the matrix for sure that they extended Beverly Hills, even one episode beyond New York because New York has so much more going on. Let's actually just switch to New York because I I just love talking about it so much more. So let's move on to the New York reunion. There is, there are no more left. We've seen them all. The season's over. Single tear running down my face. Yeah. Yeah. I what did you think? Last night, like last night was the last one, and I got so sad. <laughs> I, was like, I did oh, no. too. I did too. And I just love, I don't know, their reunions are so savage, but I, they have, there's heart in them, and I can't explain why I'm drawn to them. I think a lot of viewers feel this way. We're just drawn to these women because they are a mess, but their motivations aren't necessarily vapid or evil. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're trying, with the exception of Luann. To put on a front. Oh, I agree. I agree. So let's talk about Luann at the Real Housewives of New York reunion. Give me your thoughts on Luann this season and on her watching that whole montage of herself being a monster, basically. Well, I think the funny thing about Luann, and people keep saying that she's like resilient, she's like Teflon. Luann says about herself, she's Luann, what makes me laugh about Luann is that she's like very notorious, like bad reunion person. Like, she has she every single year gives truly a terrible performance at the reunion yes. am i wrong Tell me you are, you are, you are exactly right you are exactly right she is terrible bethany is great at reunions and luann is terrible it's, it's so bad bethany is great at the reunion and it's funny i think a lot of the new york cast what are, new york cast members i'm trying to think of who are even bethany's clearly the best at the reunion and i think luann is the worst but like a, not not all the new york cast members are like great at reunions but luann's so 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 bad so when she's watching it when she's watching the clip i cringed when you know the barbara segment aired and it was and barbara was saying um she can't really sing. And Luann immediately just goes, well, can you believe that, ladies? Like, And she's, like, trying to get everyone to go against Barbara, and it didn't work. Everyone's like, Bar- we're, everyone's like, we're on Team Barbara. And Ramona goes, you can't carry a tune. Like, it's so... <laughs> Ramona is just Ramona at reunion. She's like, I got a pee. I got a phone call coming in. My one eye's going in a different direction. I'm saying shit I shouldn't. I mean, I love Ramona because she is so nuts that it's it's beyond help. 
I love her. I love when she tripped into the reunion as well. And she like, oh, like, my God. Goes, oh, oh, someone's got to help me. <laughs> oh, my God. She is just a hot mess. And so is Sonia. But Sonia at least looks at things and she's like, yeah, you know, in retrospect, I, I probably shouldn't drink until they call the paramedics. Uh, yeah, like over here, like she at least comments on it with like some sense of reflection, even though she is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Again, right. I love her She'll for it. it back. She'll watch it back and she gets it. Oh, my right. God. But Luann. Luann oh doesn't understand. Luan. Yes, and the when, when okay, I, I'm sorry, I almost forgot about this. When Luann stopped Andy in the middle of Bethany and Ramona mm-hmm. talking about their abusive fathers, yeah, and yep. and, and Luann's like, "What time is it?" And I get it, <laughs> Luann. I get, I get it. She has to do her thing. Like we got it, but like Luann just has no sense. It's always about Luann. There's, I mean, she couldn't have, she couldn't have waited, you know, in that particular moment. Even in between segments, she could have been like, "Hey, Andy, what time is it?" She deliberately interrupted. I know. They're abusive fathers and having like and like Ramona's father like throwing plates at the wall and to talk about the fact that she has to go do this thing right now and she was like forty minutes late on it. I'm like you couldn't have asked like any high like come on Luann come on. I know that but that is what that is her fatal flaw. She uh, she lacks the ability to reflect and grow. You know she just does. She just has. She always says like I just move forward. I just move forward. It's like yeah, but that's not really how life works. Like we learn lessons by looking back. It's like she's a car with no rear view mirror. Like there's an analogy actually in the sobriety community that says you need a rear view mirror, but you need it to be right sized because you need to reflect on the past. However, if your rear view mirror is the whole size of your windshield, you'll never move forward. So you can't dwell in the past. If your rear view mirror is missing, you will never learn what's learn from what's behind you and help you navigate forward. Luann has no rear view mirror. She has none. So some people, None. Sonia it's, dwells yeah, in the so past true. too much. Luann doesn't look at it to help herself, period. And that's why reunions are the worst for her, because she doesn't want to look back on even a package of clips and think anything about it and dissect it. She is, she's not just like, it's Teflon is like, you know, we always say like in a positive way, she is resilient, but she's like a brick wall. You cannot get through to her. Like what Bethany said, you have to bang <laughs> Luann over the head. It's true. She won't like listen to you just like kind of giving her a little helpful comment here and there she won't even listen when you bang her over the head no it has to be right like bethany exploding her is like the way you like anyone has to deal with luann and i think with luann the the thing that i think everyone's realizing or has realized i'm late to this i guess not really because we always knew luann was a bit of a narcissist but i think what everyone sort of picked up on is that luann like there's this perception that luann has a lot of people kissing her ass and that's true i think she has a big team around her that i'm sure kisses her butt she does but i think she does but i also think that luann you know she's seen the season people hate her on social media she knows that she's not well liked but i think with luann even if she had one person that was kissing one one person that was kissing her ass she's good she just needs that one person and she's right i i really think that about i agree i agree so like let's let's look at the tom example everyone was like he's literally cheating on you and he is going to be a terrible husband And if one person supported her, and even if that one person was just like a close, you know, like even a distant friend, and then even if Tom said he was the one person, she was like, I'm moving ahead. I'm going to move ahead with it. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen to trends. She doesn't watch the stars. She doesn't (laughs) read the energy in the room. She could not read the energy in the room at the entire reunion, all three parts. Like you said, she was trying to get people on her team and they were laughing like about how absurd it was, some of her comments. Oh my God, yeah. Also, I think the thing about Luann, every season that I keep... 
this is the one thing that it took me a couple seasons to actually understand that she does this as a pattern. She always circles back to the jealousy. She she thought everyone was jealous about Tom. Yes. Then she that when she's on a high, when she thinks she's on a high, she's like, "Oh, these bitches are jealous of me." Yeah. She and by the way, we do not trust people that think that other people are jealous of them. We can't trust those kind of people. Exactly. We just can't. Like, I mean, to have that kind of personality is like scary. But with Luann, she really is like she rides that high where she's like, everyone's jealous of me because of my marriage to Tom. And then it, then we crash. Now we're back to everybody's jealous of me because I'm a cabaret star and and they're not as if like as if none of them are famous, by the way, as if none of them are on a famous television show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But for Lou, for Lou, it makes all the sense. You're exactly right. I mean, you could trace this back to her season one tagline where she goes, I never feel guilty for being privileged. (laughs) And you're like, oh, my God, it was like the worst it was the worst. It was her standing there with her little kids in the background and the count at the time. And she was all about people are jealous of me because I'm a countess. Remember? Yes. I mean, yes. you could trace this yes. back forever, forever. It's a don't hate me because I'm beautiful, but just fill in the blank with whatever she's currently doing. She's using this cabaret as a crutch, just like they all know. They are all trying to be supportive of her. But she wants fans. She even says it at the end of the reunion. She's like, I feel like I have my cheerleaders back. And it's like, your cheerleaders? Like, Luann, get it, get in touch. But she can't, she can't, and she won't. She can't, (laughs) she can't do it. She really can't. By the way, random note, when she said, like, stop talking, Miss Pinot Grigio to Ramona, I kind of wanted Ramona just to, like, jump in and say, I have not had Pinot Grigio in three years. I drink vodka with lime. And she, like, goes into her whole thing about, like, how many glasses (laughs) she drinks. (laughs) And she's like, lots of ice. The millenniums drink it. I don't want to break the third world, but I need to tell you girls about this. You can call me Miss Lime and Vodka. (laughs) She is so nuts. What did you think about Barbara on the reunion? I felt like it was her strongest moment and it made me kind of love her. Let me tell you, I'm a Barbara stan. I love Barbara. I think she's a lovely... I forgot we have not discussed Barbara. No. I I love Barbara. I think that she's a lovely woman. I actually I actually enjoyed her presence on this season. I really did. I know a lot of people did not, and I get it. New York is a very... It's really tough to cast New York. It's a very established crew. And Barbara actually shouldn't have been too tough because she has been knowing these... She's known these women for however many years. Um, but I think that Barbara... I felt really bad that she was the outsider. I really like her. I think she's a genuinely nice person. I actually didn't think that she was boring. I thought that she brought enough to the season in terms of like, even, I mean, I obviously the support of Luann was tough to watch at times because she was sort of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, but I thought that the whole storyline, maybe with the, the conflict with Dorinda and that little conflict with Ramona, I actually think she'd be a fine full-time cast member. And I, and I, for a while, I didn't quite understand the hate towards her, especially compared to someone like Tinsley, who I, also love but i think tinsley fits into this group the least yeah i know know. i think barbara didn't really bring it i think she her coming on to be luann's sidekick didn't work out for her i think if they would have introduced her in a different way or if she had had a different motivation she was really trying to be supportive and loyal to (laughs) some luann who turned out to not give two shits about her right or anyone so it didn't work out for her in that way she didn't really show us much of her life. You know, she was a friend of, and I think that could be the downfall of the of the new friend of, as opposed to someone who's demoted, Vicki Gunvalson. We will talk about that, right. by the way. That was tough. 
And it's like, you don't really know who she is. You don't see her at home. If you never film in someone's home, if you never film them, we only the lobster thing, right? But if you don't see them in their natural environment, you know, then you can't really get a grip on who they really are. They're only there for a storyline. Can I also say what I think turned people off about Barbara? And I know this is a weird thing. I'm not trying to speak for anyone because I, for a moment, turned me off was that since episode one of this season, Barbara was like, I mean, it was very obvious Barbara for a while was intended to be main, a, a full-time cast member. Yeah. Because she was literally in every, those like Hampton episodes, the first few episodes, they were like Barbara scenes. Like Barbara was literally in almost every scene. And at times she had her own scenes. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I didn't mind it. But at the same time, I was like, okay, like this is a lot for a friend of. Like for someone who like doesn't have an hold an apple, she's she really was like dominating. In my opinion, she was dominating those Hamptons episodes with the clam bake. I agree. I agree. But it was because she was there as a loo prop. You know what I mean? That, that was, was her problem. role. That, that was, was her bad. role. I, and I'm like her like disinviting Dorinda and stuff like that. I'm like, you don't even go here. Like what? You, this is not yeah, right. Like weird. we're going to riot weird. if you start getting in fights with Dorinda. Like Luann needs to fight that yeah. battle on her own. I will say sliding doors moment. What would have happened? Because I know Barbara said that she was that they cast Cindy over her back in season four. What would have happened if Barbara was cast in season four? Oh my God. I don't know. We would have never gotten the JJ bedazzling. Oh, I know. <laughs> of Cindy Barshop. Wasn't that season four? It was, it was, yep, season four was Cindy. It's such oh, a weird time. Like, God. when she, like, I was like very much like, oh my God, when she was talking about like she was almost cast that season because that season changed everything. That season is known as one of, obviously one of the worst of New York yep. City Housewives seasons. I've rewatched some of the episodes. It was so dark. It was so dark that season. It's it's not. It's genuinely not a fun season to watch. And I do wonder how Barbara would have fit in because that was. I don't know if you remember, Aaron. That was like the blondes versus brunette season. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Oh my god. I don't god. know how Barbara would have fit in. I don't know how she would have done it because I think I think her and Alex would have been buddy buddy. How weird is that? I do too. I agree with you. I think they would have been buddy buddy, and Alex would have tried to get a free renovation out of her. Oh, yes. For goes, sure. Come to yeah, come mm-hmm. to my Brooklyn townhouse. Yep. Oh, my God. Imagine Barbara saying, like, three words to Simon Van Campen. Oh, my God. He is still out there in the universe. I want to, you know, you know about that single he has out there within his tight leather pants, that song he really, oh, my God, that is everything we need. So, okay, we got to talk about Tinsley. We got to move on to Tinsley. Okay. What are your, you, you mentioned her. You said you love her, but you don't think she's the right fit. Dorinda was calling her out at the reunion for not even living in the city, for only renting that hotel room when they're filming and living in Palm Beach. Now, I would argue that all of them have second homes, right? Yeah. So, and Tinsley is still living that little girl lifestyle where her family money is really funding her. And I think she was right to finally explain that and just call them all out on it. It's like, yeah, she is rich. She is, comes from money and she's fine. However, is she a new york housewife is she a fit for this cast like does she bring enough so here's what i think i like tinsley this year more than i have any other year but i will say that i think that tinsley um i don't really care that she doesn't live in new york full-time i think it's obvious that she doesn't and i I actually don't mind seeing her in the hotel but at the same time i think the main 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 issue that dorinda and all these other women have with tinsley which i think is kind of fair and also very specific to new york housewives because they're all such close friends like if tinsley was on beverly hills she'll be fine because they're not friends in my eyes but with new york they are such close close friends and it's very clear that when tinsley's not filming she doesn't speak to any of them right i I think think that's the issue 
yeah, Dorinda said it a few times, like that they that she's not heard from Tinsley. She only hears from Tinsley when they're filming. Like Tinsley's very clearly not friends with any of them in real life, other than the show. And when she's like, and when there's no cameras there, she like is she'll ghost them and she's gone until the next season. I think that's Dorinda's real issue. I think it's a fair one. I think that Tinsley, I enjoy her on the show this year, but I think it'll always be tough because the New York cast just doesn't work that way. Like Tinsley looks at this as a job. These are the women are actually friends. They're actually friends and they're actually enemies at times. Tinsley's not even important enough to get in a real fight with anyone. You know? Yes. Yeah. They don't care about her. Right. They're not going to like get in a real fight with her because she's not going to hurt their feelings over anything. You know, they're no. not, it's not that deep. I, I still would like to see her stay, I think, because she is a good bratty little sister role. And she also is I like I like when they like order her around to get them drinks. And she does. I don't know. She kind of rolls with things that I think a new person wouldn't. And I enjoy her for that reason. I think her bringing Dale into the mix is really fun. I don't know. I'm 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 hot and cold on Tinsley, but I'm not like I don't want her out just for like an overwhelming number of reasons. I can well, see her staying. I would yeah. tell you, I want Tinsley to come back. I also think Tinsley does something that not a lot of housewives can do. She is one of the richest ones in the show and yeah. has such a privileged lifestyle that nobody can relate to. But in this specific group, she's almost our way into the show. A lot of the time to me, she acts like almost the audience. Yeah. Right. She's like observing and I love that. Yes. I love that dynamic. And I want, and for that reason alone, I want her to stay. That's true. That's really true. We always need someone like that. So, okay. Before we get off the phone, Brandon, I have to get your thoughts on the demotion heard around the world. Vicki Gunvalson yes. is no longer a real housewife of Orange County. You know, it's devastating for Vicki. He, you know Vicky saw that, and she took out that bottle of Vicky's bacon-flavored vodka and drank her way through it. My friend and I were mourning. I like Vicky on the show, and even when we don't like her, we love her. And to see her not be the OG of the OC, I don't know. It's tough. I will say, and I and I know I don't want to. I, I feel bad. I don't want to get too whole like inside baseball of it all. But I think that the way that they kind of fired her and those rumors about how the contracts work have been tough, and I feel bad for her on that level alone as a. As a viewer who's seen her on the show for 14 years or 13 years, I'm looking forward to a new dynamic. I was one of the people that said that Vicky possibly should have been demoted, but to see it actually happen is both a shock and I'm also a little horrified that they kept her over, like <laughs> that they kept Emily over her. I feel, you're you're basically my spirit animal in this because I feel the same way. I'm like she should be demoted because she's not bringing anything anymore. She's not really at a place where she fits in with the other housewives even. You know what I mean? It's like she has this really grown daughter. She has these grandkids, which is fine. That's all fine. But we've she can't bring anything new to the story. She's got this weird boyfriend who she's engaged to. And I know they filmed her engagement party, I think even for the finale of the OC this year. So I got some yes. pictures on that. And there's a huge fight that happens outside. People sitting on the curb crying. Uh, posted on the Pink love. Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group a couple months ago. I saw ago. that. Yes, yeah. I saw that on your Facebook group. I yes, love. Yes, I know. So she is in the mix. But what, where's Vicky going to go with her story? From it was like we we know everything we need to know about Vicky, right? You I know? agree, and I think that I there's think that she'll new. Camille. Her, I think she'll Camille her way through it, where she will be very heavily in. And you know, I, th I will say this. I think that what will be nice for Vicky is that she gets her wedding storyline, and and she and we get to see the engagement. I think that, and that's why I feel 
comforted knowing that we'll get a lot of Vicky, but also I think that we're going to get just enough because all we're going to miss from this season of Vicky because she's not full-time is like her own scenes at her house with Steve, which we don't need. We, we don't need, need those. We need her to fight with Kelly. We need her to have the engagement party where people fight at her home. Like, I actually think we'll get a lot of Vicky, and I think that Vicky will probably look some of her. I think Vicky will actually look quite well this season in terms of, like, the dynamics because we're not going to get too much of her. I think we're. Gonna, I think she's going to Luann her way through it, and I hope that's a good season for her. But I think that, honestly, the scenes without her, like, the scenes with her and Steve, I don't need to see anymore, and I'm fine with those cut out. I agree. I agree. But I felt like you, when the news came in, I felt a little bit hurt on her behalf just because – being the loyal housewives viewers we are it's shocking it's like when you know your favorite football player retires now i don't know what that feels like because i don't really care about football but it's like what i would say the dude in my household feels when something like that happens or the player gets traded i'm like who cares like it's fine but he's like devastated you know and that's how i felt well, I will say, I think I think on the marketing level alone, I think that the I know this sounds kind of silly to say, but I'll say it anyway. The fact that they didn't give a formal announcement that Vicky will be demoted, I thought was weird, only because she's been not only one of the longest cast member, uh, the longest cast member on the show, but one of the longest running cast members on reality television. Right. In the I history agree. of reality TV. And I kind of thought like, instead I saw, when I saw the Real Housewives of OC trailer pop up, it literally was like, find out who will be there and who will be demoted. We I couldn't know. do a formal announcement that Vicky was going to be demoted. Do you think this is all because of anger over her claiming Kelly Dodd was on drugs at the reunion? Like she went too far and the producers were like, no more. You know, possibly, I, I, I want to say that could be it, but I think that, I, but I thought we've heard worse allegations on OC alone from someone like Kelly. I know. It's just, yeah, I, I think it's just because Vicky it needs to, needs to go, but Emily and Gina staying and them still being full-time housewives. I don't know how I feel about that. I want to see oh, if the I'm dynamic changes. I'm ready for but... Gina to come back full-time. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, go I, ahead. Gina, go ahead. Gina needs to be back full time. I'm so glad we have her full time. I think she'll be a mess. I think Emily would have been a good friend of. I don't know why she's back full time. Um, and I also think that the other thing that stings about Vicky's emotion is that I don't think Bronwyn looks that promising. I am wondering about that as well. Kate Casey has talked about her um, on her podcast. They're friends in real life. They live in the same area. I mean, Kate lives around all these women, but. I think her thing is going to be she has a lot of kids, right? She has like seven kids. Yep. And she is some kind of, is she a blogger? She runs some kind of like mommy business. I don't know. You know what? I'm talking out of my ass, but I just kind of, uh, I don't know. Bronwyn, I, if you're listening, I support you. We want to see you do well on this show. It's, I, I will say this in Bronwyn's defense, a woman I don't know and never will meet. I, I, and who I may or may not like on this show, but I'll say this. In her defense, I guess the one thing is that it must be tough to be Vicky, Vicky's successor. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, get ready for the 10 faces you're about to change into. I mean, I really uh-huh. I really think we should have an in-memoriam for Vicky for being demoted and for it to flash back to all the different looks. Let's call them looks oh, she's had yes. over the years. Because yes. we really need to pay homage to the fact that she has um, grown and changed in many ways and also stayed oh. the same. And Vicky has, I, Vicky has brought us a lot of things through the years. A lot. I, she's brought us so much. And I and, and Vicky deserves the respect that she... I mean, Vicky's had a, a bit of a boring year. But Vicky's given us so much over the course of, of, of 13 seasons that many 
Housewives, many reality TV stars could not. Exactly. I do think that my friend, my friend and I have been joking for now a few weeks since the trailer came out that Vicky's just been calling Tamara like in her Trace Amigas outfit, just going, <laughs> "My life sucks right now, Tamara." <laughs> oh my God, Brandon. Well, I'll still be watching it. You'll still be watching it. We'll circle back and see how the season actually pans out after OC Absolutely. starts. Tell people where they can find you on social media. You can find me on social media. So on Twitter at, at VB Alvarado, and then I'm on Instagram at, at the Brandon Alvarado. Awesome. Brandon, thank you. Thank you. One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Which one are you? Get on the better looking side of those odds with Il Maquillage. Using AI, Il Maquillage virtually shade matches you to the perfect foundation. Their foundation has over 50,000 five-star reviews thanks to its luxe lightweight formula. And with 50 shades, there's a flawless finish for everyone. Take the Power Match quiz to find yours at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.